A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Everybody and welcome to Earthly Treasures, a podcast showcasing the role-playing game Relics, a game of angels. I'm the designer of the game, Steve D, and I'll be your host, uh, sitting in the background as the expert in the rules and the setting. But uh, your GM today, or dealer as we call them, will be uh, Ethan, Ethan Cox. Hello. Hello. And around the table we have uh, Andrew Chergwin. Hi. Um, Cody Smith. What up? Uh, Lois Spangler. And Jake Nelson. I would like to note that uh, the table, like many of the concepts we present in Relics, is mythic. That's right. <laughs> this is all done through the magic of technology. Um, and hopefully the voices are all coming through nice and fine. Um, what we're going to do today is, uh, for our first session, our session zero, is do some character generation. Um, before that, we're going to, of course, throw over to Ethan, who's going to talk a little bit about the kind of campaign that we'll be running over the next ten or so weeks, um, and then we'll have some general discussion about character ideas, and then we'll drop into character generation proper, um, following through the rules in Chapter 2. So I'll just throw things over to Ethan to talk a little bit about the campaign. All right. Um, so this campaign is very much a um, angelic relic hunter um, globe trotting campaign. So you and your angelic companions will be travelling throughout the world to three very um, unique locations uh, for each sort of major quest um, that you're going on, um, and you'll be facing off against um, specialty enemies. Um, put into precarious situations, um, just things that will really test you. So the main uh, little blurb for uh, this campaign, uh, the Collector is the main antagonist that you will be facing off against. Each of your players has had a run-in with her or her cronies in the past while you have been searching for relics or defending your own from her clutches. You do not know her face as she always wears uh, a very tribal mask. Uh, So none of you know who she truly is. You've all banded together, though, to stop the Collector from her next international foray, one that, if rumours are to be believed, will allow her unbridled access to relics all over the world. So your characters um, that you're going to be creating have to be able to stand up against her, uh, the situations that um, you find yourselves in uh, all over the world, and also her very powerful cronies. But to clarify, we are starting the first adventure at the, the lowest level, the, the default starting level, um, the Watcher tier, as it's described in the rules. So we'll just be using the basic character generation. However, even Watcher level angels are quite ap- capable of um, a fair bit of pulp adventure and daring do. Uh, so Watcher is the, big, uh, as I said, the standard assumption of beginning play. Um, and as you'll find out, of course, we have a the, the assumption is that you have a great deal of experience um, on Earth that you are building on, because angels, uh, even though we are starting at the, the we are starting chrono, um, narratively at the start of their story, chronologically they may have been on Earth for thousands of years or even tens of thousands of years. 
with a great deal of history to build on. Right, so if you're following along at home, you can turn to um, page 20-something, although it would be completely differently numbered. Um, we're going to dig out our rule books, is what we're going to do, and go through the rules just as they're written. Um, and uh, talk about, yeah, so characters in uh, Relics are based on a couple of different pr pr primary, primary things. Their three main vectors are their aspect, their herald, and their mission. Um, we can do this step by step, but if anyone has any ideas of what kind of character they want to be, um, you can uh, talk about that now, um, if you've got any basic ideas, or you can talk about it when we get to each step. Um, you'll need like a paper and pen to write all this down, um, and there are character sheets available um, online, but I haven't linked you to those at the moment, so paper would and we fill them out nice and put them up online. They should be in the show notes by the time this goes live. So step one of, of making an angel is always uh, determining your aspect. Um, the angels in relics are very alien beings. They are, they are creatures of a very different universe, and when they try to coalesce into an earthly form they know as the vessel, um, it is something that is constructed out of uh, the face of the earth, the facets of the earth, um, in, um, the four forms which are known as the four living creatures, or the tetramorph. All four are present in some way in the angel, but one is always the chief crowning aspect. They are the Arya aspect of the lion of striking, Behama, the bull of resisting, Nesha, the eagle of movement, or Isha, the human face of speaking. And you can determine this by drawing a tarot card. Um, so, we're noting its suit in this case. So, What's around the table? Or? Yep, so just grab a card and, um, yeah, go around the table one at a time and tell us what you pulled. And there's a cool. bear. Yep. Um, three of cups. Uh, three of cups. Fantastic. So, three of cups. Cups is the uh, signifier of the Isha. So, you are an Isha angel. Your mastery is, is speaking. Anytime you are speaking and you draw cups from the deck, you will get a full success. Um, and you also have the ability of the miracle known as the voice of God. If you say something to a mortal and it is true, they will 100% believe it. That doesn't mean they'll necessarily do what you want, but they won't go around going, really? Um, okay, so uh, who is next? Because I can't uh, see you, I can't go around. Jake? I, I actually have uh, already decided that I would like to be a Nesha. Fantastic. The angels of the eagle, with their swift movement and their great and powerful wings. Uh, Andrew? Uh, I just uh, decided to, to leave things up to chance. Why the heck not? And yep. I drew the seven of cups. Cups will make you an issue again. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. Um there's plenty of uh, ways to distinguish between different uh, versions of these, and it can be handy having more than one in the party, especially more than one person who can actually you know, talk to humans well. And that just leaves us to, with Lois. Got the Empress, that doesn't count. Hang no, we're looking for, yeah, so normally what we would do with character generation is we'd split <laughs> yeah. the deck in half, because sometimes we use the major arcane and sometimes we use the minor. So just draw until you get a minor, and the same thing when we're doing major draws, you'll draw until you get a major uh, online ah. decks. Some of the um, websites let you set the, this var variable about what sort of things you want, um, but unfortunately. So just draw until you get one of the four ma minor suits. 
I got myself an ace of staves. Staves is the uh, behemoth, the angels of the bull, the ox, um, whose mastery is over resisting, um, and um, whose miracle is the body of Beryl. You can basically take any amount of damage once per once per scene and shrug it off. Um, so they're the, the tough, stoic, like burden-carrying angels. Um, right. And you'll just have to excuse me one moment because my dog demands attention. Um, the next thing we're going to do, though, is draw from the Major Arcana to figure out our Herald. When the angels were in heaven, originally they were all united as one, but as creation became more complicated, they split into several different types. Um, so you're looking for a one of the Major Arcanas and noting the number. I got the star, number 17, which uh, looks to be the Herald... Sandalfin, Dominion Witness. Yes, um, I say Sandalfin, but it could be Sandalfin. Um, yeah, the Dominion over Witness, so the ability to see everything that is seeable on the earth. Quite handy. Um, so every, every herald has a particular Dominion, and angels of that herald automatically get access to that Dominion, and one other if they wish. And that I think I'm starting movie. to get a feel for what character I want to play. Yep. Um, a talker who can also listen is not a bad combination. Uh, who else has got one? So you got the witness, and I got the uh, Herald Michael. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Archangel Michael. Michael's mean is protection. He is the, yeah. uh, the spear of God, but also the shield. And uh, his miracles deal with, as you might imagine, shielding others or himself or themselves from harm. Mm-hmm. Michael t- angels tend to be martyr types um, because they take their jobs very seriously, protecting creation. Um, uh, Jake, have you chosen someone, or are you drawing again? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tossing up between uh, Barakiel and, and Metatron. Um, Barakiel, of course, being the, uh, the herald of, uh, of intercession, and uh, Metatron being the herald of countenance. It sounds like you have a, a com, uh, you have a full concept in mind that you're going for. I do, though. Uh, I will reveal that as we as we go along. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I am I am going to go. I think with uh, Arachiel, um, just to be the moviest angel who ever moved. Yep, <laughs> goes well with the Nesha, That's for sure. All right, um, and that just leaves uh, Lois. Ended up with Temperance, which gives me Ragawell. The Archangel of Death. I'm 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 kind of digging what's happening here, to yep. be honest. Yep. Um, excellent. All right. So the next step then, the main, the other main uh, arm, as I mentioned, is the is the mission. But before we choose that, it's often good to figure out about why your angel fell to Earth. So it's sort of an almost chronological part of character generation. So the next one is what we call the descent. Why you fell to earth, and again we're looking for a major arcana, and noting the number. Effectively, we have tables out of eleven or tables out of four for most of these. Okay, for, for a shuffled deck, I just drew six in a row from the same suit in order. So let's try shuffle that again. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I drew a straight flush. Well, hey, tower. Uh, which is. <laughs> 16, carelessness. 
You did not so much make a singular defining choice as simply realised you had come to feel more home below than above. Maybe you barely noticed the final step. Okay. Yes. The sort of vaguely downwards as some have referred to it. Oh, did I get this? I got the star on the last one, 17. 16, 17. Cool. Nice. So, here's the fun bit. I already got the guy who's already a tense, martyr, anxious, nervy, all that kind of stuff. And then I drew justice. So, um, it seems kind of obvious why my guy's here. Someone did something horrible. And, right? He's, he's got a little mission to uh, bring a little justice around and just not making sure it's the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's a good point to note that um, uh, at this point, you the, um, the tarot is not necessarily... You can interpret the tarot as uh, finding what the images actually mean or, or as, as you wish, but you can also just use the numbers from the table. Um, oh, well, it just turns out that the number on the table is someone did something terrible and falling was the best way to make them suffer or atone. Fantastic. Combine that with the martyr. Yep. <laughs> like, um, hello, no one else is doing the job. Who else is going to do it? It's me. Exactly. Fantastic. Right. By, the, by the way, Steve, I find it uh, amusing that the card justice does not correspond to the descent justice. Right? Uh, that's mm. a good point. That is a good point. Let me have a look at where... Um, also, I got different numbers as well. Justice is eleven, although in some decks it can be reversed with nine or eight. I yeah, forget. just I've got justice as nine normally in mine. Um, uh, it's listed as six on the um, huh. on the rules. This is yeah. Um, this is why we use the numbers most of the time. Um, you should a standard tarot deck should have twenty-two uh, major arcana, regardless of what they're actually called. Uh, even yep. the Thoth has 22 still. So, um, yes. Um, uh, so you, you, yeah, you drew justice. Not you, yeah, you didn't draw the card yeah. justice. You drew the entry justice. Confusing. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I, sorry, I drew the card justice and assumed that it was the same one, but uh, now it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. But I'll stick with that one because it's at least as amusing as rejection. Excellent. Um, justice as well, and I'm happy to go with rejection. Right. <laughs> Um, I've actually chosen that this angel fell um, because of uh, experience. Uh, wanted to know more about humanity, more about the world, had to become part of it, truly feel it as it really was, see what all the fuss was about for these mortals. Hooray for creation. Hooray. Um, fantastic. All right, so the next thing is... Um, I'm just going to uh, pull up the character sheet and post that in the chat room because I was asked to, and that will be helpful you following along. Um, the next step is uh, figuring out your mission. Um, so when angels fell to earth, they found themselves disconnected from God and her infinite wisdom and plan, so they had to figure out perhaps their intention and their best purposes on earth. These slowly coalesced into six clear uh, ideas about what to do. Um, and they're all named after the armor of God, uh, an ancient uh, Middle Eastern myth. Um, so, again, it's a major arcana. Uh, let's start with Cody again. Draw and draw and draw and draw. Draw and draw and draw and draw. All right. Lovers! Well, hey, 
What does that put me? Belt of Truth. We are here to record them. Okay, so I'm a librarian at this point. I, I can just see that. <laughs> yep. Let me, let me find a name for my angel. Is there an angel of libraries? There's probably a, a, a saint of libraries somewhere. Um, sorry, that wasn't the character sheet I just posted. That was a filled-in character sheet. Um, there is a library angel, Harahel. There you go. All right, that, that's me. Um, Jake, have you are you choosing your your mission? I was contemplating belt, but um, seeing as we've just got one, I think I'll uh, I think I'll go helm actually. Yep. Okay. So the uh, the helm is uh, the mission that believes that they can't make a better world unless they have earthly power. So they're invested highly in attaining earthly power, whether that's as princes or politicians or the wealthy. Um, or even you know famous people, anything that allows them to to lead people so that they can lead them to salvation. Um, Andrew, um, just to really drive the nail home, I drew card nineteen, the sun, which means that I am the sword of wrath. Yep. <laughs> right, so. Yeah, this is painting a pretty simple picture. I think I'm Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Yep. Um, the Sword of Wrath believe that their main mission on Earth is to kill demons and balance those um, supernatural scales, and really they're not here to do anything particularly with humans um, in terms of saving their souls or making them better. Just saving the universe uh, through smiting evil. And that just leaves um, Cody? No, Lois. Who hasn't yeah, got a I've, mission? I've, yeah. I've, I've gone ahead and chosen. Yep. Uh, I'd like to be the armor. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. one, you know, I've got basically an angel of death with a descent of rejection. Yep. Kind of wrong or, or walking away to fix some kind of wrong. And I like the idea of an angel who's like, why are, why are we treating humans like freaking... No, no, that's not how we do things. No. No, no, it's because humans are really interesting. The, deserve to be respected as being. <laughs> the the armor the armor believe that yeah that the best way to sort of win the war against evil and like the shield is to team up with humans, inspire them, educate them, and basically work as sort of a secret society, um, un, un, uh, underneath human society. If they prove to be useful tools, we can uh, go from there. Fantastic. All right. Um, this whole tool thing is why I left. <laughs> And that's the heart of the game, where everyone's got a, a shared kind of backstory, a shared some some sort of shared trauma. Um, so you've got your dominions. That's your next place. Your your dominion um, for Raguel was Passings. Um, uh-huh. For uh, Barakiel is Intercession. Uh, for Sandalfon is Witness, and for Michael is Protection. Um, the next question then is, what does your relic look like? So when angels fall, their powers are trapped in a physical object that for years was dormant until God recently closed the, the gates of heaven and your miracles woke up again. But the item was unable to be separated from you until that point, something you've carried with you your whole life. You can get an idea by drawing a card. It can also be good to come back to that after you have some more about your uh, earthly history, but a major arcana will give you a, something to start with. 
And again, just noting the number, and we're on page 35 now. Uh, so let me know when you've got a... a fantastically visual, all this card drawing. If you're, if you're watching us on radio, they're drawing cards. It's exciting. Um, Clear, we're drawing for our relics, not for... You're drawing, yeah, this is uh, step five, drawing for your relic. Well, um, man, this thing's kind of painting itself all the way down. I, um, <laughs> uh, well, I, I gr grabbed an item of communication, an inscription, a letter, a message, a book. Um, I'm, I'm the psycho with a, with, with, with a, you know, someone to bring to justice. I think I have a writ. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah, a writ of justice, yeah. You were a you were maybe a blood and thunder preacher for a while, weren't you? Possibly. You burnt a few witches in your time. Well, you know, you play with the wrong things. Yeah. Um, Lois, what about you? I have uh, I managed to get death number thirteen. Interesting. A toy, a game, a puzzle, or something from some a hobby or a pastime. Think about Be it. A Sorry? I think it'll, it's going to be a die. Yep. How old? It, it depends on how long ago I fell. Yep. But you can have, uh, um, uh, what's the word for it? Um, anachronistic ones as well. But yes, they, dicing they, with they, death. Yeah, they found 20 sided dies made by the uh, Romans. So, you know, you've got at least yeah. 2,000. Oh, yeah. Ancient Egyptians as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Cody. I drew a hanged man, so a memento of a time, place, or experience. I'm not really sure what to do with that yet. Yep. Let's come back to that. Um, and uh, appropriately for for Inesha, amusingly enough, uh, I I drew a I drew um the Empress, which is uh, number three, a coin or piece of currency or element of trade. Nesha being associated with the suit of coins. Yep. Fantastic. All right, um, so let's find out a little bit about, about what you look like and what you are on Earth. Um, so the first question there, again, chronologically speaking, um, is to look at um, your arrival, I think is the first part, isn't it? Yes. When did you arrive on Earth? So again, I'm drawing a major arcana. This week I've been actually writing up a massive appendix for the book, going through each one of these periods and listing about ten different major people and about five different major events in each one of these time periods so that if you don't know your history very well, you can just turn to the back of the book and go, ah, oh, I'm that guy or I was there when that happened. Uh, which I think is going to make it a lot easier for... Uh, Wheel of Fortune, 400 to 800 common era. Yep. So, somewhere in... Uh, the turn of yeah, the early Dark Ages, um, the Roman Empire falls into chaos. The Frankish Empire rises um, uh, in the in the eastern in Western Europe. Um, of course, it can be anywhere in the world. Um, the Han Dynasty in China, the Guptas in India, the Heian Dynasty in Japan, the rise of the Byzantine and Sassanid empires in the Central Asia, and at that period, you've also got. Uh, the Toltecs giving way into the Mayans, I think, um, or possibly the early Aztecs and the Incas. Oh, huh. 
Maybe Incas, the Incas were a little bit later or a little bit earlier. I can't remember. They're relatively contemporary. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember offhand. Um, I just don't know what time frame we're looking at. 400 to 800 uh, CE. Texts are actually a bit later. That would be more... Yeah, there was the... Um, the, to- the Olmec. The, the Olmecs and the Toltecs? The Olmecs and the Toltecs. Yeah. Were sort of predecessors of the Aztecs. Um, anyway, uh, so there's lots of options. The last vestiges of the Roman Empire was around. Um, who else? Uh, Andrew, what have you drawn? So I drew... Uh, where did it go? I had it there for a second. I drew Temperance, which puts me in the... squarely in the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. 1200, 1500s. So right, yep. All sorts of stuff that we could do there. Um, yeah, you've got plenty of turmoil to be the reason why I ended up turning up. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. Um, I imagine the Crusades were, were a turning point for, for lots of people, lots of angels, um, yep. going, this is just weird. Um, we can't have this sort of stuff going on. Uh, Jake, are you choosing or are you drawing? Um, I, I've, I've chosen. Uh, specifically, I've chosen that this angel uh, came to work in the... Um, in the 17th century, specifically uh, 17th century France, so the 16th. Yep. Okay. So the Sun Kings, or a bit before that? Uh, probably, uh, probably around the time of uh, of the Sun Kings. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, well, was there only one Sun King? I, 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 Louis the Fourteenth was the Sun King. Yeah. There was. Well, there was a period under the under the Louis and uh, where there were just there was a generally a large amount of. Uh, good well, fortune in France. Louis the Fourteenth, the Sun King, ruled from 1643 to 1715. So you're probably just thinking of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got uh, that famous palace being built, whose name has slipped out, Versailles. Palace of Versailles. Yeah. Um, and Catherine of Aragon was was in France at some point after after Henry dumped her or before that. Um, Anyway, lots of amazing oh, things. No, Henry VIII was, was uh, 16th century. Oh, yeah, I must be thinking of somebody else. Yep, never mind. Um, right, so, um, 17th century France. What a lovely time to appear. Uh, who hasn't got one? Yeah, that's why she was so interested. Oh, I've let something slip, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why she was so interested. Just look at the place. It's yep. gorgeous. Um, Lois, I think you don't have one yet? I'm going for for late 15th, early 16th century, which would match up with the Inquisition. Yep, yep. Which puts both of you in Europe about the same time. Might have met each other quite early yeah. on. I um, might not be in Europe. I might have... Yep. Um... Fantastic. All right. So we've got a period and working on a place. That will also help inform with your next step. As angels, um, God herself is not of this world, of our reality. She cannot, in fact, interact with our reality in any way. So angels were built to shape the universe uh, to her vision, but also to your own ideas. Every angel, therefore, designs some part of creation and with a draw from a suit, you'll be able to tell you what kind of thing you drew, you uh, you created on the on the canvas of, of, of all creation. So we're looking for a one of the suits, minor arcana suits. Twenty now. Oh, okay. Let's 
see what we can so find. So two there. minor draws. Yep, one for your angelic work and one for your historical impact. Okay. How funny, two knights for me. That's hysterical. Nice. Uh, so let me find what the thing was. We're on page... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, there we are. Ah, okay, so I created a plant, animal, or biological idea. Yep. I'm here. Same for you, Lois, did you say? Same for me. Yep. And apparently, I was friendly with a historical figure. Yep. So that can um, that could be when you fell, but of course it could be anyone, someone in history, um, that perhaps you played a yeah. So you either were or influential on or friendly with someone very famous. Um, uh-huh. Perhaps helped them be famous. Perhaps corrected their their path a little bit to how you wanted it to be. Maybe you accidentally said, hey, you know, maybe you should write that down. And the next thing you know, Luther's hammering it into the wall of the church. Um, so, have it, think they're inspirational things. They can give you some ideas. Uh, I know what my historical impact is. Yep. Um, um, Fray Bernardino de Sagún to put together his huge work with the assistance of basically conquered peoples in what's Nanitska city. Um, but he was one of the few Catholics uh, who very clearly was like, uh, we shouldn't be treating these people like, you know, trash, and we should yep. take them. And what was his name again? Uh, Bernardino de Sagún. I'm trying to remember the like 12 volumes it's, yeah it's it's basically a, a huge history and kind of sociological record of um, the middle americas fantastic he's he's considered probably the first anthropologist yeah awesome and cool were you him or were you his friend i encouraged him yep um which might actually give you um ties to the like the belt might certainly appreciate that um, I want you know you can sew that to one of you if you happen to run into a belt angel like uh, Cody was rolling, um, they might have uh, a favor that they owe you because you kept such you encourage such good record taking. Um, has everyone drawn and read what they they've got? Do they do you have any questions about that? Uh, well, I think that is an idea. The historical oh, sorry, Jake. Jake, what are you saying? Oh, sorry. That, uh, should I should I go ahead or, or? Yeah, Jake go first. Then Cody, I think, was next. Um, so I think uh, that this character, um, the historical impact was that um, she actually inspired the trope of the of the phantom thief or, or or the gentleman thief. Ah, nice. Awesome. Were you, you possibly even the inspiration for the Scarlet Pimpernel later? Possibly, um, sort of, you know, thinking of, of characters like uh, like Arsene Lupin, Lupin and yeah, um, yeah, Lupin, of course, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Carmen San Diego a lot later, but yep. <laughs> All right. Um, so was that your was that uh, something that you created as an angel, like as an archetype for them to discover? No, or was this that is, this is something? This is the historical impact. This is yep. something. This is something that she inspired. Um, Possibly because you were um, running around. Stealing stuff. And, oh, absolutely. And, being, and, uh, and and leaving a calling card behind too. Yeah. Um, um, I'm sort of I'm sort of uh, debating 
whether this this angel actually um, inspired or, or created the concept of thievery in the first place. You oh. know, the, the idea of stealing something that does not belong. It's a nice idea. Yeah, um, it was the, it was the original sin after all. You know, taking the apple that didn't belong to you. Uh, yeah. The idea, inventing the idea of thievery. That's a nice one. Um, who else has a angelic work and a historical impact? I think I've pulled mine all together. Awesome. Um, so I didn't really have an idea for my relic, but um, I noticed uh, from the time period I drew... Uh, the Han Dynasty was mentioned, which gave rise to the scholar official. Yep. Um, and was the sort of golden age of China before going into the Three Kingdoms. Yep. Um, so I drew cups and swords. Uh, I created an emotion, thought, abstract concept, belief, or idea. Um, and swords, you are instrumental in preventing, mollifying, inflaming, or causing a natural disaster, cataclysm, apocalypse, plague, war, uprising, yada, yada, yada. So my thought is I'm, uh, my relic is a pen that belonged to a uh, scholar officer that was used to at one point sign a peace treaty. Ooh, excellent. And, um, yeah, I think um, that peace treaty uh, is my angelic work. Oh, you invented the concept of the peace treaty. Yeah, yeah. why not? Let's go with that. Yep, excellent. Um, fantastic. Or, Perhaps the idea of peace as the end goal of conflict. Yep, as opposed to conquest. Yep. Fantastic. All right, moving on. Um, we can I've always. Got, I've got. Um, I've. I've got a, a historical. Impact. No. Well, I've got the historical impact. We know what that is. Mm -hmm. It's the uh, angelic work. Yep. And. Come off of specific plant or animal or biological concept because I want to be the originator uh, of a particular color. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm going to go with Maya Blue. Yep. <laughs> Very nice. Well, how, how much of this are we supposed to give away in advance? Because my, my guy's going to put a lot of cards on the table if he ends up giving dates and who and, and, and what all in one hit. <laughs> well, all of you have met each other before to some extent. Um, right. So. Okay. so so my arrival was the 20th of September, 1356, near Portiers. My angelic work was the Pleur de Lis, and my historical impact was on Etienne Marcel. Uh, I don't know who that is. Right, so Etienne Marcel is the guy who first attempted to put constraints on the French monarchy, particularly on the Dauphin of France. Right. Reigning in the uh, wild child of uh, French monarchy. Oh, he so got you the were... idea from somewhere. Mm. So, so you were kicking around France a couple hundred years before I got there. Yeah. Um, and considering that, uh, which one was it? It was the Battle of um, the Battle of Poitiers ended the day before I arrived. So uh, we'll not... Uh, make that too hard a link but you know it's not exactly too subtle <laughs> awesome all right um, i think that um i think that my relic is is actually probably a a, a fringe livre um a, a coin from around that time yep um only the um no, no, no matter which way you, you look at it 
you just you can't really quite make out who the face on it is. Yep, fantastic. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's got this shadowy, misforced and mis misshaped face sort of. It's more like um, you just—it's not so much misshapen as it is um, unclear. It, it could really be any like it could really be anyone. Like it like it looks like it could be. It's it's impossible to determine if it's a specific person. Hmm. Fantastic. A strange looking coin. All right. Um. Let's move on to the next step. Is description touches. What do you look like? What. So when angels, when they fall, they uh, basically, as a kind of defense mechanism, find themselves looking like something that is nearby, copying usually the dominant species of humans um, into a semblance um, as best they can. So you can roll uh, or choose for gender, age, and um, that will give you some idea of what you look like. And then there's the next step is the mark, which is the bit that makes it clear that you're not quite human. Because the costume is never perfect. Uh, and so all of those are major arcana. So you're looking for three of those. And noting the number. And once we've got most of that, we will move on. We've got one more bit, bit after that. And then we'll, um, we'll do, do some quick summaries. And we will um, move on to the end of this episode. And come back next week to do the memory part of character generation. But has somebody got their age and gender? Yeah, woman, um, roughly mid-twenties. Yep, fantastic. Uh, Lois? Uh, also a woman. Um, I'm in my fifties or sixties. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And of any particular, you have a, you have a South American appearance, or? It's, it's hard to determine. Yep. She, you know, she, she, she could be like she's she she's from central you know lower lower north america central america mm. uh, it's hard to tell you know europeans and indigenous people mixed for many 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 years yep i have a friend who's half english half japanese and everyone thinks he's from brazil or south america it's it's weird um, everyone thinks his sister has maori um heritage and neither is true um anyway any um jay uh Andrew? Um, well, to fit with all the rest of the timeline stuff, it seems easier to just pick it. Yep. Um, and, and pick very late 20s male and, and looking suspiciously kind of French merchant-y kind of, you know, that sort of close enough to hang around with nobles but not actually be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, angels are able to adopt what they call a guise. Basically, they appear as what they dress as to some extent. So they, they pick an occupation they and they pick a, a little bit of costume for that and they effectively can blend in as that as that element um, as, as up to the limit of what society d decides. So if they're wearing a white coat and a stethoscope in modern day, then they will have a bank account and a, and a tax farm number and be registered at a hospital somewhere so that they look like they exist. Um, it was much easier back in the day, but it is just an effective, again, a camouflage. And uh, Cody, do we have an age and a gender? I managed to draw the sun twice, so I'm apparently typically feminine and in my 60s, which seems to suit the whole Harahel Angel of Libraries thing. Fantastic. Oh. Nice. All right, so now you have a mark. 
although you have all this camouflage, um, your mark gives away something that tells people that you are not human. Again, there are 21 possibilities to, to draw from, or you can get an idea um, from your own uh, from fiction or from your own ideas or some of the things on that list. So we're looking for Major Arcana again. And oh, I, I got the moon, which means my, my gravity is off. That's always Either I weigh almost nothing or I weigh up to a ton and for a behemoth. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, that kind of writes itself, doesn't it? Yep. Fantastic. Um, Andrew, what did you get? Uh, I got that I am actually quite covered in scars and are disfigured or deformed, so I am thinking that my face pretty much looks like it's been massively pockmarked. Like, I'm trying to think of it. There's a a reasonably well-known male actor who does a lot of kind of like Mexican, South American kind of crime figures, and he has a face that looks like someone oh, took at it with like a with with like a a, 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 um, a nail punch and just not Danny Trejo. Might be, but I don't think it was Trejo. It was it was another guy because Trejo has like the mustache. This is the guy with the square jaw that I was thinking. Edward James Olmos. Yeah, might be. Yeah, Edward James Olmos kind of face. Yeah, awesome, nice. That's who you think of. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Cody? I managed to draw the sun yet again. Um, Spooky. So my semblance needs some earthly substance to survive another difficult human food. Uh, I'll just go with ink. Yep. Like, if my relic's a pen and I work in a library, then, you know, yeah. my lifeblood is ink. So you've always got that stained ink pocket because you're just constantly sucking yeah. on pens. And a um, weird sort of black stain on my teeth. I love yep, it. Yep. That's really characterful. And you, you, tell, you tell people it's black coffee, but we're not so sure. Yeah. It's a little too black for coffee. And Jake, <laughs> do we have a mark? Uh, much like Fenchurch from um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, my feet don't touch the ground. Yes. You know, they're, they're, they're sort of, they're almost there. Yep. But not quite. Yep. So you can't actually trip over or slip on things too much because you're just not actually anchored to the ground. All right, the last step then is um, to choose a mortal contact. Not necessarily a friend, not necessarily an enemy, but someone that you keep in your life to try to remind you that uh, there are other there are humans on this planet and that you may need to figure out how they work from time to time. Um, someone that you can... They're not necessarily going to give you support, um, but there's someone who, keep, who might keep you sane. Um, or insane, depending on how your relationship is. So again, one last major draw. Figure out someone that you have a contact with who is not an angel. What are you chuckling about, Lois? I just I just picked the world. <laughs> so that's someone who I believe holds the fate of humanity in their hands. Mm. Could be a good good plot hook there. Maybe we we'll talk to uh, the dealer and see if he's got someone in in mind. Um, uh, Andrew, I tell you what, this this character couldn't try to be more stereotypical if they tried. I drew the ex lover. Ooh. <laughs> yep. Right. Don't cut so yourself got a on the edge. Justice vigilante with an ex. I mean. This yep. Is now, uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, my, my best friend. They make up. Yeah, my best friend needs to not tell me that they're planning to retire tomorrow. Yep. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cody, what did you get? Um, a colleague 
which um, kind of makes sense to me. Yep. Parahel wants to work in libraries and leave someone capable of preserving human history behind. Fantastic. Ah. And Jake? Uh, so came up with the High Priestess, which is your boss. So um, possibly not so much a, a, a boss as um, you know, I don't directly work for them, but um, sometimes they will contract me to obtain something that yep. isn't necessarily theirs. Yep. Only only you know, enlightened acquisitions when needed. Um, fantastic. All right. Um, what we will do is um, take a break, uh, figure out our names and our full backstories, and then we'll start the next session of Earthly Treasures with a full character um, rundown, and then we'll build the memories, because the last step of all character generation in Relics is actually to build shared memories between the characters. Um where they uh, find out where they know each other from um, and uh, what they were doing when they last met. Uh, so that's all for our first session of Earthly Treasures. Um, say goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Set that Catch up. You later. And we'll be back um, for part two. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.